0: Welcome to the Goal In podcast. This is your reality check with me, Rob Bruss, and I'm titling this one The Enforced Transition to Digital. Welcome, everyone. I trust that you're well and you're staying safe, and everything where you are is all okay. Here in Sydney, everything is fine. Life is tracking along as normal. Nothing has really changed. The shops are a little bit quiet, although if you head up to the local supermarket, it's probably a little bit crazy, uh, but that's understandable. Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, as this has been unfolding and it's been carrying on now for a little bit is I've heard from the people around me and the customers that I have that the, sh- the shock and fear of all of this pandemic business seems to be dying down a little bit and people are starting to groan about some of the inconveniences, which is a little bit funny, but kind of not really at the same time. I've also noticed that a lot of the shock has been replaced in some in some cases, not all, but in some cases by uh, quite a bit of fear. And it's not so much fear of the virus, but fear of losing their businesses and losing their livelihoods because they're not really sure what's happening. And that's rightly so. If people are not spending money because of all the uncertainty, then they're right to feel a little bit of that trepidation. And I completely understand it. I get it. So in uncertain times like these where fear is creeping in, I ask, what is it that you can actually do? Well, as I mentioned on previous videos and in other podcasts in this series of Your Reality Check with Rob, this is not my first rodeo when it comes to these types of things where markets are changing and there seems to be a bit of a crisis. This is my first pandemic, that's for sure. I've never been through one of those, but the concepts and the actions Uh, around a changing market are the same, really irrespective of any circumstance that you might have faced. The magnitude of something uh, might be bigger or smaller, and it's relative to your particular circumstances as well, of course. You might have heard me say many times throughout these reality checks that you need to make a plan to do something about this. You can't and you must not sit idly by while the world seems to be crumbling around you. Go left, go right, go straight, but whatever you do, don't stand still and don't stay where you are. And that is just, if you do that, it's just gonna breed more uncertainty and more fear in your reality. The reality of this situation is that social distancing is the new norm. And as all of the fear and worry dissipates and people have taken stock of where they're at, they've rationalized and minimalized everything that they need to do the new norm that's unfolding for us now is social distancing, which means if you've got a shop front of any type, then you need to ensure that the digital side of your business is fully and properly dialed in. Over more than 15 years in digital marketing, I can count just a couple of times where I've seen a physical business that's had their IT dialed in properly and on point. And the reality is that most businesses operate most businesses that operate with a bunch of foot traffic and a shop front, they have a website, but they rarely have their website and their in the digital side of their business producing in a way that is outperforming their physical business. And that's because their physical business has already always been there and they've never really given the due attention to the digital side that it actually that it actually needs. Right now when we're in a state of flux and no one knows how any of this is going to play out, how long is this going to last? Like another 2 weeks, 2 months, another 6 months or a year. What I'm finding is is people are not spending money. If you go out there and try and sell something to somebody in these times of uncertainty, they're just going to say not right now. Yeah, it's good, I'm ready, but not right now. Just wait till this all calms down. And rightly so as well. They're facing that uncertainty. So While you're in this state of flux here and now, what I'd recommend that you could do is you make your transition to digital. And the reason I titled this video and this podcast, The Enforced Transition to Digital, is because if you don't do this now and you don't start making the transition now, you're going to be left behind because your competitors are making the transition to digital because they recognize that now is a time that you can actually do it without any undue influence on the physical business. By transitioning to digital, I don't mean you posting on your Facebook fan page or or tweeting that you're still open for business. What you need to do is you need to get your social media aggregated properly once and for all. You need to get your strategy in place once and for all, and you absolutely must get some automation dialed in properly as well. If you don't do that, you probably have never done that. I've never I'm not saying that I've never, but I've never seen a business properly have that dialed in with good automation. It's always a piecemeal of a little bit of this and a little bit of that with some freelancer over here and that freelancer over there. And it's never got a proper strategy behind it that continues to generate revenue and continues to generate leads, which turns into revenue rather on a daily and a weekly basis. So, Before you you jump ahead here and say, oh, well, you know, I've got a physical business. I own a restaurant or a cafe that doesn't work for me. I'm going to come to that. So just hold that thought there for me. Now more than ever, you need to get your email list squared away. You need to get your campaigns up to date and overlay the levels of sophistication that you know should absolutely be there as part of your email campaigns. Now more than ever, email is has become an important marketing tool. It's always been a marketing tool. It's always been a way that you can reach customers and clients. But in the modern day of digital marketing and the modern day of digital advertising, there's there's only really three things that you can control anymore. One is your email list, two is your podcast, and three is your YouTube channel. So your podcast and your YouTube channel are never censored and they're not subjected to an algorithm of any description. So you can say whatever the hell you want, And you can do whatever you want. You might get edited, you might get chopped by somebody that owns it if you're appearing as a guest on something. But the reality is, if you own your own podcast like this and this video like what I'm doing, nobody's editing me. Nobody's telling me what I can and can't say. So I can reach an audience with my message and say whatever I want in that message. If I'm going to run ads in Google or in YouTube, I'm subjected to the algorithm there in Google or YouTube. Likewise, With advertising in Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else that I want to advertise, I'm subjected to an algorithm. And the algo's owned by a big company that doesn't care about whether whether or not your ad campaigns convert. What they care about is you putting your credit card into their platform so you're spending money. It doesn't matter to them whether or not your website converts or your campaigns work or not. They don't care. Your email list has become really super important these days because more so than it ever was before, if you ask me, because nobody can control the ins and outs of what you say in there and nobody can control whether or not you're censored and it's not subjected to an algorithm. And the reason it's not is because none of those businesses that control those algorithms can make money out of your email list. So it's really, really important that you get that dialed in properly. You get your podcast and your YouTube channel dialed in as well. And by overlaying sophistication in your email list, I mean you need to be using a program. And all of this sounds really technical, right? But it's not. It's actually pretty simple when you're dealing with the right people and you're talking to people that have done it before. Your email program should have some sophistication where if you send me an email and I don't open it, you need to send it to me again. Still haven't opened it. Send it to me again. Now I've opened it, but I didn't click on it. Okay, you opened, but you didn't click. Now you need to get this email. Okay, he didn't open it, send it again, send it again. Okay, he opened it, he opened it, he clicked on it, now send him this email. What web pages did he look at? He looked at that page, that page, and that page, but he hasn't seen the thank you page, now send him another email over here. You need to overlay levels of sophistication in your email list to maintain the engagement with your customers and with your prospects. And the reason you need to do that is because they need 10 to 20 touch points before they make a decision about whether or not they're going to buy something. And particularly in uncertain times like we're facing right now, they need to see you more frequently so they understand that, hey, he's still around, he's still in business, she's still available for uh, for help and for work. People need to know that Um, you're around and they see you around frequently. And the way that they do that is by seeing those touch points continuously in social media, on the email list, in video and in audio as well. Before you do anything with a campaign and you start launching, you really need to make sure that the pixels on your website are correctly set up. Um, In the last week or so, I've worked with about four or five different businesses and noticed that Um, They have their pixels there, but they're not set up correctly. And there's a little, uh, uh, their Facebook pixels not uh, correctly installed on their website. They have uh, Tag Manager analytics and something else from Google in there. It's all just a big giant pile of uh, code plugged into their web page. And again, the reality is, it sounds complicated, but if you know what you're doing, it takes you like 10 minutes to set up a pixel properly through Google Tag Manager. So, The first thing that you need to do before you do any of this rationalization in your digital is get the pixels set up on your website so you can get your retargeting campaigns set up and dialed in properly as well. So for the traffic that's already coming to your website, we want to be showing them ads about what it is that they have and haven't seen. Now, I see people have their Facebook pixel on their website and they're like, oh, that's that's awesome. Now it's there. Now what? When I look at their Facebook business manager, I rarely see their audiences dialed in properly have you seen, what pages have you seen and not seen the thank you page? What ad are you going to show someone? If someone saw a product for this, this expensive camera, but they didn't see the thank you page, are we going to show them another ad about this camera? Are we going to show them an ad about this lens? Or are we going to show them an ad about a tripod? What are we going to show them an ad for? Or are we going to show them an ad for the, for the body of that camera? There's a bunch of different questions that you need to ask and you need to see. And, and, The way that you do that is by segregating your audiences, and that's what the pixels are actually for. So you can segregate your audience, you can understand the behavior of the users, and you can show them some relevant advertising. And that takes them along the pathway to a purchase because they need to see your stuff 10 to 20 times before they're even going to make a decision about whether or not they're going to buy from you. And if you show them this product just one time from one click to there, do you think they're going to buy $4,000 worth of hardware in one click online from a website that they've never seen before? Maybe they might. I've done that type of thing before, but the reality is they might not as well. So to give yourself the best possible opportunity, you need to show them some retargeting ads. You need to make sure that they're on your email list and to make sure that the retargeting is dialed in for the email list. And it's not just in... Um, Facebook either, and I'll go into that some more in a sec. As part of the transition to digital, once and for all, you need to get your strategies bedded down about how you're going to build these audiences. How are you going to build your email list? How are you going to build your Instagram, your Facebook, your YouTube, your podcast? It's easy to create all of these things It takes a little bit of effort and work like I'm shooting a video here with some equipment and a a setup and some lights and stuff like that. But the reality is once you've overcome that, it's relatively simple to do. You pull your gear out, you you stand in front of a camera and you, you write a little bit of content and you record a video. All of that is very straightforward, but the hard part is getting people to engage with it and getting people to come on over and be part of your audience and opt into your audience. So what is the strategy that you've got to help you transition to digital once and for all? Because there's no point in getting the assets in place and building out all the strategies and having all the tactics unless you've got an audience to share it with. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make with digital and particularly with social media is they they continue to put their content in the channel that they've already got. So it's really great. They've already got an audience. They might have two or 3,000 people in their Facebook group or on their fan page, might have four or 5,000 people on their Instagram, but they're only posting their content to those places with those people. And the whole very nature of social media is you can get the people on the fringes of that. And again, 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 you need to be posting and aggregating your content in other places that your audience resides, but they're not part of your current ecosystem. So it's really important that Whatever you're going to do when you're transitioning to digital, that you've got the strategy to build your audiences there that are behind it. And again, here's here's another reality check for you in this enforced transition to digital. The reality is traffic is just a commodity. You can get traffic from anywhere. You can get it from YouTube, from Google, from Facebook, from Instagram. It doesn't really matter where you get your traffic from. You can buy that traffic. And when you can buy something, it becomes a commodity. But there's no point in buying something unless you've you've set yourself up for success and you've got your ducks in a row at your website. So now more than ever, I, w- I would say to you that in the state of flux that the world is in, it's more important than ever that you start building your audience. You need to build your audience in YouTube and you need to build your audience in an audio format like this in a podcast as well. And that, that matters now more than any time in the modern history, because that audience is going to support you through these tough times. Social distancing is the new normal. So if you have a shopfront type business where you're relying on foot traffic, but that foot traffic has gone away because social distancing is the new normal and nobody's coming in because they're all worried about catching the cov, then the idea is that you've got an audience that you can communicate with on a daily basis, you can communicate via social media a couple of times a day across multiple different platforms. And by doing that, you're going to create engagement. They're going to see your stuff all the time. They're going to come back to your website. They're going to make the purchases and it's going to help you maintain the cash flow in these really tough times where you need it because the other side of your business has gone away. So there's a bunch of things that you need to do. And I'm just going to go through a little list here, which will hopefully prompt you into, well, I'm going to ask you those questions. Have you got these things right? And then if you haven't, we need to do something about it. This is the enforced transition to digital, remember. Now is the time for you to get this set up properly once and for for all. And if this pandemic only lasts another six weeks or three months, and I'm completely wrong about the thing sticking around for another two years, or the hangover of at least for another two years, then it's a really good thing that you're doing, and you should be doing it Anyway, if that makes sense. All right, here's the little list I've got. Do you have your AdWords campaigns correct? Are they right? Are they set up correctly? What about your YouTube ads? While you're in your AdWords account, have you got some YouTube ads running? You know, think about your behavior when at the end of your day, when you're sitting down, you're watching Netflix, you might be watching television, you've got your phone on your lap, you might have your tablet or even your laptop. And I don't know about you, but I'm usually watching something on YouTube while I'm watching something on Netflix. That's just the kind of nature of the world that we live in. If you're not advertising in YouTube and you're not getting your brand in front of people in YouTube, you're missing a giant, a giant opportunity. And I see like nine out of 10 businesses that I've dealt with over the years have no ads in YouTube at all because it's some sort of mystery of how to actually do it. But if you look in the Google platform, it's actually really simple to do. And Google make it easy for you to spend your money. So Make sure you get your targeting dialed in there first, make sure you get an expert there that can help you to work out those keywords and to get those campaigns set up correctly. All right, once you've got your pixels set up on your website correctly and everything's installed via the Google Tag Manager, have you got your retargeting advertising campaigns set up properly? In the example that I gave with the camera here on the desk, if somebody comes to the page and looks at the body of this camera, what retargeting ad are we gonna show those people? Are we going to show them an ad for the camera again, or a lens or a tripod, or some other accessory that they may want to buy? And you can run combinations of those things. So if somebody's looked at the body of the camera, the lens, and the tripod, but they haven't seen a thank you page, chances are they're looking for a package. If you've got a package for that particular camera, you should show them an ad for a package. So there's a bunch of combinations and, and things like that that you can do that are really smart. And if they've had to opt in to look at your website, meaning they've given you their email to look at the website to find out what the prices are or there's some sort of sophistication in your site that you, that they need to exchange an email for, once they've seen those things, you can send them an email and say, hey, I noticed that you've been looking at this camera, this body, this lens and this tripod or whatever it is that they were looking at, you can overlay incredible sophistication uh, to your your campaigns via e-commerce relatively easily as well. You just need to have it set up correctly and you need to have your IT dialed in properly. And this is what I'm talking about. This is the transition to digital. It all sounds really hard and complicated if you don't know what you're talking about. And it absolutely is. I, I agree that it is. But if you know what you're doing, setting up a campaign like that is easy. It's easy to do. And if you've got 3,000 products in your e-commerce store, are you going to want to do that for each product? No. Look at the top 5%. What are the top 5% of things that you are selling on your website? And set up your retargeting campaigns around those particular things. And it's not just the Google Display Network either. You need to do that via AdRoll and via Perfect Audience and the GDN as well. So there's some other ones that are out there, but they're the three main ones that I recommend you set up your retargeting with. What about Instagram and Facebook So everybody's uh, natural favorites, everybody's natural go-tos. What campaigns have you got set up for your Instagram and your Facebook? How are you going to get traffic to your site? How is the retargeting going to work for Instagram and Facebook? Will it work the same as AdRoll and Perfect Audience and the Google Display Network? Or is that going to be slightly different because you're on a different platform and the ads are showing inside of social media? So you want to make the ads a little bit more engaging and perhaps a little bit more fun. Either way, you have to think about these things. You have to work out what it is that you need to do to transition your business properly and get that commodity, which is traffic, which is people, to your website so they're buying your products and services. Are are the places that you're going to run your retargeting places that your customers reside? Well, everybody resides in social media, but the, the question is always where? You know, some people have social media. My, one of my sons, he doesn't have Facebook. That's kind of old people's social media. That's what he jokes about with me. That's that's your generation, Dad. I don't do that. I do Instagram and Snapchat, and I do YouTube. And it's interesting that he finds, uh, though, that he thinks YouTube is like social media. And it sort of is in some ways, I suppose, but YouTube is just a search engine like Google. But the vast majority of his time is spent in YouTube. Uh, and then the way that he communicates is via Snapchat or via Instagram to his mates. So, If I was targeting a 17-year-old male residing in Sydney, where would I target them on Facebook? No, absolutely not. So again, these are the things that you need to do when you're transitioning to digital. You need to, you already know who your customers are. You already know what your customer avatar is. Where are they residing? And, And what are they looking at? What are they seeing? And two or three steps removed from what they're currently looking at. If they're looking at Canon cameras, what else are they looking at? They're interested in photography. They're interested in maybe landscape photography, or architectural photography. So instead of targeting Canon cameras, because that keyword would be expensive, target the keywords that are two or three steps removed from that, and the cost of your campaigns will come down. These are really dead simple hacks that any advertiser or marketer knows, and you need to look at it. But look, the list of how to do this goes on and on, and I think you're kind of get the picture that I'm painting for you here that during this pandemic, this is your enforced transition to digital. You must get this stuff dialed in now because if your existing business, your offline foot traffic-based business is going away because of social distancing and social isolation, then you must make a transition to digital in order to survive. All right, again, Almost everything that I've just described to you now is like a 10 to 15 minute job. They're simple, there's no excuse and now more than any time in history, you need to make the, the leap into digital. Look, I'm on the other side of all this madness, this pandemic and all this craziness, what you're gonna do is you're gonna end up with a world-class website and a world-class Uh, Digital back end and a marketing system that's going to support you for a long time to come. And my reality check for you here today on this video and on this podcast is unless you do this, unless you take the full leap into digital, your business is going to catch the cough and it's going to suffocate because you have no more customers and your customers can't find you online. And I hear it. I hear it. I hear what you're saying. Rob, my business and products can't be sold online. I have a restaurant or a hamburger shop, and I get it. I really, I really get it. This is not going to work for every single business, but for 99% of businesses out there, it, it will. Look, just a bit, before all this pandemic stuff started, about two or three weeks ago, there's a local uh, hamburger shop just here in Cronulla, where I live, and prime position, absolutely prime position. Been there for a couple of years and I walked past one evening and I noticed they were doing something there and I looked and I thought they were fixing the sign or renovating or something, but they were pulling the thing apart. The thing was shutting its doors and I was like, damn, another business down the tube here in Cronulla. And what I thought about then as I was walking past is I was just going to get something to eat and I kind of stopped for a minute and I sat down because I'd eaten at that place and I knew the owner of that place and I thought, you know, it's sad. It's sad that another business is shut its doors. And the reality is during this pandemic, there's going to be hundreds or maybe thousands of businesses that shut their doors. But it got me thinking. So I sat down on the chair in the park and I looked at my phone and I looked at the guy's business online and he didn't have any pixels on his website. He didn't have his IT dialed in. There was no email list. There was no real significant Facebook following. There was no SMS type marketing. There was no way for me to place an order unless I went to, uh, to menu log. And it was just like a a business and a shop front that kind of had a website to say, yeah, yeah, we're a website, here's our phone number. It's like, what's the point? You Might as well not even have a website. And it just got me thinking like, the reason that businesses shut down is because his rent's probably $4,000 a week. I don't know what his rent is, but it's not cheap around here. If he spends $4,000 week, a week in rent, but then he's got to cover wages, imagine how many hamburgers he has to sell at 25 bucks each. It's a lot of hamburgers. And what he's trying to do is live off the rush that happens on a Saturday and Sunday in a beachside suburb here in Sydney, which he's been able to do for many years, but obviously it's got too hard and he shut the doors. And, you know, it just made me ask the question, how would life have been different for the guy if instead of working out of a shop front like that, he worked out of an industrial estate and he had a giant email list and he had a giant social media audience and he had some geo-fencing SMS technology that when you were in Cronulla, if you're on the list, boom, it pings you and says, hey, do you want a hamburger and chips? We'll get it down to you in the next 20 minutes. Where are you? And we can track track your, your phone and send, there's a bunch of things that you can do with SMS technology and geofencing and positioning. it's got nothing to do with tracking anybody's phone. It's got to do with marketing and SMS marketing. And again, that level of sophistication seems really daunting and scary, but if you know what you're doing, it's actually pretty easy. It's not difficult to do at all. And I I couldn't help but wonder how different his life might have been in the event that he had a way to get more foot traffic to his door, or he had a way to get more hamburgers out the door to get to his customers. And I thought, what a shame. And that was a, a really good example of somebody who hadn't made the transition to digital. So if you're a business like that, now more than ever, and I've said it a couple of times in this reality check, now more than ever, you need to build your audience, You need to build your audience in your email list. You need to get people inside of your ecosystem and you need to have a strategy and some tactics that you can execute on on a daily basis to keep the numbers up. I can remember driving past that particular uh, restaurant or that hamburger shop because it's on the way home and I drive past on a Tuesday evening and look in there and he's he's in there flipping burgers himself and they were delicious burgers by the way. He's flipping burgers on his own as the, um, as the short order cook or chef or whatever you call the person that does that. And then he had two people, two staff, two wait staff that would take your orders and serve at the till and whatnot as well. So you drive past there on a Tuesday evening, there'd be three people in there. But like, what is it that you can do to get more people in on a Tuesday night? Well, first of all, you need to have an audience And if you had an audience that you could send an email to and tell them about a Tuesday night special, or you could tell them about a two for the price of one or kids eat free or a bunch of things that happen like that. But here I am living in Cronulla and I frequent that establishment to eat a hamburger, but there was nothing like that whatsoever. So if you don't take responsibility for your transition to digital, your business will close irrespective of a pandemic or not. But The pandemic is going to amplify the need for you to do something more than ever before, more than any other economic circumstance that's been out there. All right. This might all be doom and gloom, and it is, and the pandemic is doom and gloom. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But the fact is, amongst all of the chaos and amongst all the closures of these businesses and loss of income, loss of jobs, loss of revenue for everybody that's out there. I'm just being realistic. I don't want that to happen to anybody, not to a single person. But I'm being realistic. There's going to be hundreds of businesses that close. There's going to be thousands of people out of work, maybe more, maybe thousands of businesses that close and thousands and thousands of people out of work. We just don't know. It's an unknown unknown quantity at the moment and that's what I'm saying. We're in a state of flux. But amongst all of that chaos resides opportunity. Never forget that. Never forget that. Even though this is a chaotic time in history and financial times, this has turned from a health crisis to a financial crisis. There's absolutely no doubt about it. The media and the politicians would tell you otherwise that no, it's a health crisis, it will turn around, but it won't. It absolutely won't. I saw yesterday uh, Virgin cut uh, all of their international flights. They've, Virgin Australia employs 10,000 people. And there's a bunch of those people that are going to have to sit on the sidelines with leave without pay until this thing turns around. But what happens to that airline if this thing goes on for another six to nine months? Oh my gosh, they sit there on leave without pay, but they're not certainly not buying hamburgers. And it doesn't matter how big your social media audience is, unless you've got some money in your pocket to actually go and buy a hamburger, you're going to find yourself in financial trouble really quickly. And that's got nothing to do with a pandemic or with a virus. So it really is an economic disaster, what's unfolding in front of us as well. So gosh, I don't want to be the bringer of doom and gloom, but I'm just giving you the reality check. And that's why I call this season of Go All In, your reality check with Rob. And I'm just being realistic about it. Amongst the chaos, there is opportunity. And there's a chance for you to swoop in and pick up those staff because staff are the backbone of any business. There's a chance for you to swoop in and pick up some businesses as well you know do you want to buy i was joking with my friend Owen the other day when we were talking about air asia way back when the fella that bought that he bought it for $1 turned it around now as a billionaire right and i said to him do you want to buy a uh would you like to buy an airline for a dollar because i think one or two of them will be up for sale pretty soon not here in australia um, but elsewhere in the world that's absolutely going to happen as well so i look at the chaos and all of the things that are happening and try and maintain some optimism by saying you can You can win in these tough times as well. And that's not profiting off somebody else's loss. That's just positioning yourself and being smart about your finances and about your financial future and making good decisions about moving forward. The reality is, and again, this is the reality check, this is your enforced transition to digital right now. You're not going to be able to capitalize on any of the things that I'm describing unless you transition to digital properly now once and for all. And while we're in a state of flux like we are right now, time is nigh to get, get going with it and to make it happen for yourself. All right, if you think you might need a little bit of a hand with this transition to digital, I don't do this very often and I certainly don't do it publicly, but I'm opening up a limited number of spots in my program. Um, what we do in that program is help people to transition to digital. You do like a Uh, one-day digital marketing intensive where we take stock of everything that's going on. We make a plan, we build a team, and then we've got the people around you to execute on it. And I'll make myself redundant in that process as fast as humanly possible. So you've got the right people on your team to execute on that. We've done this dozens of times and, well, more than dozens. I've done it dozens of times this year already, and it's only uh, the middle of March. But we've done it lots of times over the years. And uh, I don't open this very often, and I certainly don't do it publicly either. Um, If you want to find out some more information, just go to goalincomau forward slash open and you can see some more information there. And while you're over there, if you've got a question or a comment for the show, just hit on the contact tab and you can send me an email. So reach out um, and don't forget to leave some comments um, and some questions in the video below as well. I'm happy to take those questions there as well. Um, while you're over there at the website, make sure you connect via social media as well. Reach out via Facebook. Uh, we're pretty active over there and in the Facebook group as well. There's about five or 600 people there. And don't forget to pop on over to goolin.com.au forward slash chill. Uh, and my mate Prash, he's created some really awesome guided meditations for us over there to give us a bit of inner strength in this Time of chaos with the pandemic all right that's pretty much it for this show make sure that enforced transition for digital is happening for you stay safe wash your hands keep away from everybody make sure you look after your family and tell everybody that you love that you love them because it's a really important time to do that and looking forward to seeing you in the next video just over there because we've got a whole bunch of other stuff